1: I've realized in the last uh 14 years that like this is the sponsor for me. They they're into other sports, which is great. They like all the same things that I do and when I come and visit FedEx hubs it's like visiting Joe Gibbs Racing in the sense of like they have really make it like a family atmosphere just like Joe Gibbs Racing does. So it's crazy you can believe in all kinds of different things but when fate gets talked about I always think about how in the world did I end up driving a purple and white FedEx 11 car when I grew up racing a purple and white number 11 car growing up.
2: Welcome to the PC Podcast. I'm your host, Nate Ryan. Today we have a slightly different edition of the podcast. This is about Denny Hamlin and his long-running relationship with sponsor FedEx. It's significant for a few reasons. The first is FedEx is the only sponsor Hamlin has had during his cup career, which is in its 14th full season. That level of continuity is somewhat remarkable in today's NASCAR. But what is just as noteworthy is that FedEx is the sponsor for all of Hamlin's races during the 2019 season. That's unusual because over the last 15 seasons, NASCAR teams increasingly have turned to piecemeal sponsorships to defray the $20 million-plus budgets needed to field a championship-caliber car. Full-season sponsors, such as FedEx, have become extremely rare. Some major companies have left in the past few years. Target, Lowe's, and Dollar General, among others. But FedEx has remained, announcing a multi-year extension of its contract with Hamlin and Gibbs two years ago. One of the stipulations of that deal is that Hamlin makes many annual appearances for FedEx, including trips to its headquarters in Memphis, Tennessee. In late March, Hamlin visited Memphis with precious cargo in tow, a replica of the Harley J Earl trophy that signified his second victory in the Daytona 500 this past February. NBC Sports tagged along for the day trip and talked with Hamlin and other FedEx employees about what has made the sponsorship work for so long. Hamlin visited FedEx's largest sorting facility in the world. The sprawling hub sits on more than 800 acres and looks a lot like an airport, minus the passenger terminals. Hamlin's first stop was at an Airbus that appropriately had just come from his hometown of Richmond, Virginia. A few dozen employees in orange and green vests were waiting on the tarmac to meet Hamlin, who took dozens of photos with them and the Harley J. Earl. He later moved on to four more stops with maintenance workers, logistics and operational staff, and even some of the pilots. Luis Cortez, a Wichita-based pilot who was on his way to Reno, Nevada, excitedly greeted Hamlin and shared a story about averaging 131 miles an hour in a stock car during a driving school at Charlotte Motor Speedway. How are you know what, Jerry Sunday? It's Good. a pleasure. Thanks. Mm-hmm. And then they had the 11 car, and I asked them, "Hey, man, I work for FedEx, can I drive the 11?" And they were able to work it. So. Yeah. I averaged 131. It wasn't as close as what? My- yeah. I, averaged, but I did my best, but it's a pleasure, man. Yeah, thanks. Keep Appreciate driving. It. Love watching you. Thank you. Cortez joined FedEx in 2004 and became a NASCAR fan because of Hamlin shortly thereafter it's exciting you know I got a brother that that flies for United and they don't have a car that they drive around so it's man it's fun to see that that car every Sunday out there representing and so um, it was it was fun to see him uh, win the Daytona again this year so we're hoping that uh, he gets his championship uh, at some point you know because that's about the the one thing that I know he's gunning for that he still uh, it's a goal of his came close a couple times uh, so we're hoping that he gets it. Great team to, to drive for JGR and uh, great leadership
0: and uh, those guys are outstanding, so what a place to be. To me, it, 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 the
2: FedEx is such a neat company and that's just an extension of showing everybody what uh, we're capable of doing. And Danny's always been with FedEx. I hope that never changes. There are more than 15,000 employees at this facility and they sort 700,000 packages during the day and another 1.4 million packages at night. But there's time today to take a break for a spring fling appreciation event inside a large airplane hangar. House music was playing as a long buffet line led to a table where Memphis's famous mouthwatering barbecue was being served. But the main attraction was a two-time Daytona 500 winner. Hamlin settled in for a Q&A with employees, which he peppered with insight and humor.
0: Hey, uh, good morning, Memphis hub. we have a really special guest here this morning who represents the fedex brand very well he's a 32-time race winner in the monster energy nascar cup series circuit and a two-time daytona 500 champion denny hamlin
3: denny what's happening hello hello good morning everybody welcome back to memphis denny Thank you. It's good to be back. Um, Now take us back those last couple laps at Daytona. Um, You met a lot of folks, team members today, that said they watched the race and how thrilling it was. We've got a two-lap shootout to the end. What's going through your mind as you're getting ready to restart the race two laps to try to win it? I chose the year before that to choose the inside
1: line based off of who was behind me. I wanted to have pushing me. Well, I've written down in my notes, uh, I keep a little journal of different things, different ideas, uh, and different experiences that I've had, that no matter what, from that point on, never choose the inside. I'm always going to choose the outside, doesn't matter who's behind me, and so I chose that on that final restart, and it was able to get us the victory, so I kind of learned off of past failures, uh, you know, what did I need to do this time around.
3: And I don't want to call you old, but you're older than me so I can say that. I'm not that. old. Uh, 38. At the end of your career, whenever that is, and, and and it's up to the pundits or up to your competitors or up to, you know, the media to to say, w- you know, who Denny Hamlin was as a racer. What do you want them to say? What do you want your legacy to be? I like kind of like how Matt Kenseth was portrayed in his career.
1: He didn't always get a whole lot of fanfare or probably you know credit for the things that he accomplished but I think within the garage he was super well respected and he was everyone knew how talented he was and that's really all I care about uh, is is having the respect for my competitors and you know knowing that you know they, they think that I'm a guy that they're gonna have to beat every single week
3: you said you were racing since you were young what inspired you to do uh, racing and also what you being so accomplished what? Uh, keeps
1: the fire burning yeah well I started when I was five and the reason I started racing is because I went to a NASCAR race when I was five years old and I'm literally as soon as the cars came by for the first time and the roar of the cars and I could smell the tires and the fuel it was like just amazing that's all I wanted to do is be in one of those race cars so uh, that that's kind of what fueled my passion to to want to be in racing and so we grew up in Virginia where me and my family watched racing on a regular basis so, um, you know, I never thought that we would be at this level now. I mean, it literally is, I'm kind of in awe of, you know, we're in the 14th year of my relationship with FedEx and being in the Cup Series, uh, and everything we've accomplished has just been amazing. But there's still passion for me. I mean, to win every single week. I feel like I'm working harder now than I ever have to just be at the top of my game, and it, and it, 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 it gets harder. Uh, the, the talent that comes in now, is always better than the talent that came in years ago. Simply because they have more information, they, they, they start younger. Uh, golfers, you see it. Football players, basketball players, everyone that's coming up is just so much more talented because there's just more information now for them to have. So what we have here is a win banner, ones that we actually uh, have in our race shop as well. Uh, this one's autographed by me, but. This is the same replica of ones that we hang in in the race shop. So this is from the Daytona 500. So thank you for everything you do.
0: Okay, um, It's
1: karaoke time. Who's up?
0: You're first. Uh, we're gonna have a uh, brief autograph session.
2: Steve Hannahan, a 25year employee of FedEx is among those who get an autograph. We're so excited to have them here. The teamwork in NASCAR to get the car ready, get the race going, complete the race. Same thing we do here. Teamwork is key to what we do here in the Memphis hub. Yeah. Having the team ready, car ready, all the different teams working towards the success of a race. Same thing we do here again. Teams work towards the success of a package moving to the Memphis World Hub. Tamika Jones, a load quality ramp agent with FedEx for 13 years, said she became a NASCAR fan because of Hamlin.
1: It's been an amazing experience, and so far I've had a good time with meeting him. He has a nice personality, and it's just overall a great experience to meet him.
2: Team morale is a major reason for the NASCAR sponsorship. Each week, Hamlin's car honors a new FedEx station or location for its safety or operational achievements. Patrick Fitzgerald, the Senior Vice President of Integrated Marketing and Communications for FedEx, said the company first explored a NASCAR sponsorship because of the drumbeat of fandom among its employees. But it found business value, too. Fitzgerald said FedEx hosts approximately 1,600 customers at tracks annually. Shipping volumes for each are tracked before and after races to validate NASCAR as a revenue generator.
4: We do it because it just works for us on so many levels. So it's really important to our team members, the connection, the passion that they have for NASCAR. But from a business generation standpoint, too, it's it's really important and, we, and really successful. I mean, we host approximately 1,600 customers at racetracks around the country every year. So it helps generate business. NASCAR is good for our business. There's a great connection. Um, really across the board, we have some large customers, so even C-Suite that love to come to races, and we host them there, and then small and medium customers, and then consumers. It's great consumer branding for us. We measure it very closely, and that we have more than a billion impressions generated from the number 11 sponsorship each year and it's one of the reasons why it's it's really important for us to be this the sole sponsor of the number 11 car when we did the extension of our last deal previously there was a couple races a year that we basically sold to a different sponsor and we we uh, eliminated that and now we're on the car every race and proud to be part of it
2: a billion impressions patrick is that across just all digital media social media everything
4: well it's it's across everything so eyes on the brand at the track and on broadcasts and digital and just really every place that uh, we're able to uh, to activate the sponsorship we measure that across our whole as you as you know fedex is a major um sports sponsor globally so we have the fedex cup and we're the largest sponsor of the pga tour and we have um uh nfl and some international soccer sponsorships so we measure each of them very closely and we're very pleased with uh what we get with number 11 and and denny and and the the long history there and and denny's success i mean 32 victories Going back to 2005 is amazing, the two Daytona 500s and, and the start that he's had to this season. It's truly unique, and he's become a genuine extension of our
2: brand and a real brand ambassador, and we're proud of that. And what of the audience declines that have caused other sponsors to reassess their NASCAR involvement? Well, I mean, we're aware. We're aware of ratings.
4: We're aware of announcements that other sponsors make and what their considerations are. But what I can what I can say is that we measure it on so many levels so very precisely. We would not have entered into the extension that we announced without having metrics that are all pointing in the right direction. It's very, very effective for us. And, and again, it's unique because of... Coach Gibbs and Denny and the history. And uh, we, of course, worked very closely with JD Gibbs. And so there is great history there, but uh, also great success and recent success and the effectiveness of the overall partnership.
1: We have a sponsor that believes in in the business and, and believes in NASCAR. And we've seen just with the few numbers that we've seen this year that things are trending up for us. FedEx can work literally with any other brand, right, on the B2B stuff. You know, hey, uh, it doesn't matter with the brand. They can help ship it. So that really is a key component as well.
2: The success was there from the outset.
0: Field coming to the green. There will be two laps to go. Teammates on that front row: Tony Stewart in the orange 20 car, Denny Hamlin in the FedEx number 11. And Hamlin dives down low. Good move, Denny Hamlin. Last lap in the Budweiser shootout. The <laughs> 20 car is just beaten up on the bumper of that 11 car, Denny Hamlin. Only four times has a first-time starter in this race gone to victory lane. The last time, Dale Jarrett in 1996. And here comes Junior on the outside Big on the last lap. Big one on run. the outside. Off the final turn in the Budweiser shootout. The season starts with fireworks. Denny Hamlin, the rookie, wins the Budweiser shootout. Well, this is an emotional moment for Dennis and Mary Lou Hamlin. Mary Lou, the one who guided Denny's career to this point, his father Dennis put him in a go-kart when he was seven years old. Mary Lou, you all right? so excited. How proud are you of your boy? There were so many moments getting him to this point. Speechless, I'm
1: just so proud. Long long road, Long, long road. Just a couple years ago, Denny Hamlin was knocking around the short tracks in Richmond, Virginia, Southside Speedway,
0: South Boston, Virginia, now he's in Daytona's Victory Lane.
1: (laughs) Denny, welcome to Daytona's Victory Lane. I can't believe it. Uh, It wasn't two years ago I was here. uh, As a visitor of Dale Earnhardt Jr., he invited me to come two years ago and stay in his mother home, and I just can't believe it. Uh, Just thank everyone from FedEx. Uh, Had a rough year last year, but uh, it's time for redemption. We're coming back this year, and we're going to win Rookie of the
2: Year. Hamlin also held off charges by Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jimmy Johnson, and Matt Kenseth to win that 2006 Budweiser shootout at Daytona. It announced his arrival at the start of his first full-time season as the driver of the FedEx car. The wheels have been put in motion less than six months earlier. The two thousand five season was FedEx's first in NASCAR with Joe Gibbs racing, and driver Jason Leffler had struggled, failing to qualify for the Coca Cola six hundred. After Leffler finished thirty third in the Brickyard four hundred, a driver change occurred with the number eleven FedEx car that Hamlin had seen building all season. You know I was just kind of
1: monitoring as you know, I remember you know, hearing meetings and I remember going in the cup haulers where Tony Stewart's barging into the FedEx hauler and he's like ranting and raving and he's you know driving his own car but just arguments over you know how the FedEx car is running because I think Stewart knew the importance of it running well and at the time I think Leffler was someone that Tony was really behind to get uh, that opportunity and he was trying to make it work the best he could and it just wasn't working you know it just didn't seem to the success that that he had in the Xfinity series just didn't for whatever reason you know the new team or whatever it just wasn't gelling when they got to the cup level and so the struggle was was on for real and listening to conversations with some FedEx people that I I talk to now is that you know really at Indy is when
2: they were made decision like they've got to they've got to do something different the decision was to split the car mostly between JJ Yaley and Hamlin in a quasi tryout for Gibbs's two Xfinity drivers, it was a golden opportunity for Hamlin, who learned of it in the most unlikely of ways. I'm um, at a hotel room. I can't remember
1: where I was. It might have been New Hampshire. That that just kind of rings the bell to me, but. You know, literally, I'm getting all kinds of messages or calls saying, you know, congrats. And I'm like, you know, what's going on? So I log on to NASCAR.com. It's, it says, you know, Hamlin and Yaley to share the FedEx car for the last 14 races. So I'm like, well, this is interesting. Literally, as soon as I log on, then JD calls me. He's like, hey, just letting you know, you know, before you see it. I'm like, well, I've already seen it. <laughs> but, um you know, it gives us always the late to the party. They they don't have, hide secrets very well. We all know <laughs> that. But it just, uh, I, I got the opportunity and, and it was just seemed like they gave me the keys and says, oh, by the way, we're like three or eight points to the good in the top 35. And that, you know, guarantees your spot in the race. And they're like, just make sure you try to keep it inside the, the top 35. So go ahead. Good luck. And I just, uh, I, I was nervous. I mean, I, I didn't want to fall back out and fall into that trap and Kind of luckily for me, JJ got the crack at the first seven races, and I got the last seven. And you know, whether it be just tracks that kind of suited me, or whatever, we all know that like the end of the season tracks have always suited me. But you know, JJ ran okay, but also had his struggles. You know, he he looked like he had more total speed than what Leffler did in the car. But still, there were a lot of wrecks. You know, things that they had really fought for the entire year, and. You know, luckily for me, whatever happened, but just the horsepower, the downforce levels, everything about the
2: Cup car fit me way better. We just had instant success. Hamlin performed much better than expected, qualifying seventh in his Cup debut at Kansas for FedEx, and then earning back-to-back top tens. He finished a season-best seventh for the number 11 at Texas, two days after he had been named the new driver for 2006. Literally, I was. 20 months removed maybe
1: less than that from running late models like i I go right from late models to cup and like so fast and you know have success and it's just uh it was crazy that all way it all worked out and then you know we go to the shootout and win our first race at daytona so i don't know it's just crazy the way things worked but it had
2: all happened for a reason i guess perhaps most so given that hamlin had little to no experience representing sponsors while running late models at Short Tracks in Virginia and North Carolina, Hamlin's car often was family funded. He had been driving for less than a full season in the Xfinity series with Gibbs, when he was tapped to be the spokesman for a multinational corporation. Back then I I, I remember
1: vaguely the meeting with FedEx, but I know that I was very much intimidated. <laughs> you know, I was I'm literally working at my dad's trailer shop and you know, a year later, you're going to tell me I'm going to represent this company? I, I I don't know what that's about. I never had to, like, represent a company like this. Rockwell Automation, my first Xfinity sponsor, those guys like to have fun. <laughs> Let's just say that. Like, I didn't feel like, you know, the weight of... Rockwell Automation is on my shoulders. You know, I, I know I was representing them, but it wasn't a big household name that everyone understands and realizes. But, you know, the responsibilities at FedEx is a lot more. I mean, and you, and still to this day, I'm learning their policies, things that, you know, things that they really take seriously. And so it's just been a learning process along the way. But, I mean, I, I think my lucky stars every day, I mean, Some of the best drivers in our series struggle to find sponsors and things like that, and I've just been blessed to have one that's been super loyal to me and
2: Joe Gibbs Racing. Fitzgerald says there's contractually a set number of events and appearances for Hamlin and Joe Gibbs Racing, but that driver and team exceed that number every year. With sponsorships across the NFL, golf, soccer, and tennis, as well as naming rights to the NBA arena where the Memphis Grizzlies play, FedEx is heavily invested in sports, but Hamlin is its number one sports spokesman. Denny and Coach Gibbs and um, the whole JGR team
4: do much more than what the contract says. So, you know, each year when we host the, um, formerly the FedEx St. Jude Classic, now it's the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational right here in Memphis. Denny just about every year comes out and he'll play in the Pro-Am and he'll interact with customers that way and he spends time with the um, executive leadership team that he's just really like a part of the marketing team knows so many people so well. And that's marketing connections, sponsorship team, and but also security and executive leadership and pilots and others, all
2: part of the FedEx team. Probably an easier sell when you have a driver who loves golf <laughs> as much as he
4: does, right? He's he's definitely <laughs> passionate about that, but, but he doesn't just show up and play. I mean, we have experience with all sorts of athletes across many sports and We see the wide range of participating, and then there's real, true interaction. And he, without fail, will interact. And just because he's that type of person, and he genuinely cares about it, and you you can tell when he gets questions, he's thoughtful in his response, and he's respectful of customers and pictures and selfies and autographs and all of those things, he, he knows what it means. And when he goes out and visits a hub and he... He sees um, a aircraft mechanic that's wearing a number 11 or a FedEx racing t-shirt. It definitely um, means something to Denny, which is great. Denny is really like a member of the, the family and a member of the team where we can just um, pick up the phone and call him and tell him we're doing something and would he like to be involved. He's judged at junior achievement competitions and been connected to Save kids. And like I said, the golf tournament appearance and, and other things, He's just
2: he's very connected
4: to our leadership and to our
2: brand. The importance of branding is something Hamlin has learned about, perhaps the most, with FedEx. it's
4: The, the simplest things you think that
1: it's, you know who cares? It, it shouldn't matter, right? We get calls all the time that hey, hey you got to run that by us, and it's like, oh, well, that's just something simple. Like I wouldn't even think twice about. But the brand to them is so serious in the sense of that they protect that that label and that brand that means a lot to them and the integrity of that brand that uh, they're going to protect it at all costs. Just the simplest thing of. The stitching on a hat, you wouldn't believe how many proofs we go through on hats that just will have a thread or two not right, and it's got to go back. This year, I get a new suit, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I've had to wear the same suit that actually has been discontinued for many, many years, but uh, when we found out they were going to discontinue this material, we bought it all up. Because we knew that, hey, we, have to, we had to get it. It's because the FedEx logo looked right. The color was right on that particular type of cloth. We finally found you know a, a new suit manufacturer that got the dye right, got the, the coloring right. Because that's how important it is that when that FedEx lo- logo is shown, it's got to be on the right backdrop
2: with the right... Everything has got to be perfect. The perfect ending for Hamlin, who will turn 39 in November... Staying with FedEx for the entirety of his career. So 14 seasons. How many more do you think you can be a FedEx driver? Yeah, I'd I'd like to do one more contract beyond
1: beyond what I have. Uh, what I have is long term. We're not even really in the middle of that yet. So I would like to be here. I'd like to. I mean, it's so rare. We thought Jimmy would finish with Lowe's, right? And and I think that there's something to be said about that. To have someone that is with you from the start to the finish, obviously. It's all about dollars and cents, right, and whether you can make things work, but obviously I'm, I'm with the company I believe in and, and the hope, hopefully believes in me uh, through the course of my career, and I, I'd like to go uh, at least, you know, 43-ish. You've been to Memphis
3: uh, a bunch over the years. You know, you've had FedEx on your car for nearly 15 years and met with team members all over the country. What What is the support of this company specifically with nearly half a million employees around the world that you represent every day. Well, I tell you, it means a lot to me. I, every
1: time I come to Memphis, it's it's special. But you know, every time I come, it, I always see a handful of people with the FedEx racing hat or something that I've autographed since from being here before. So it means a lot to have everyone here support because ultimately out there on the track on Sunday, we're out there representing you and, and what you do for FedEx. And so that's, a, that's something that we don't take lightly. And uh, we we definitely hold that FedEx Purple Promise proud.
2: Thanks for listening to this special edition of the NASCAR NBC podcast. NBC Sports Group's coverage of its first-ever Indianapolis 500 will begin in earnest this week with daily coverage of Indy 500 practice on NBC Sports Gold. Qualifying for the Indy 500 is at 5 p.m. Saturday on NBCSN, and bump day and pole position qualifying are at noon Sunday on NBC with more qualifying and practice at 3 p.m. Sunday on NBCSN. Next week, the Indy 500 Carb Day coverage will be on NBCSN at 11 a.m. May 24th, followed by the Indy Lights race at 1 p.m. And, of course, there will be eight hours of coverage May 26th for the 103rd running of the Indianapolis 500, starting with the pre-race show at 9 a.m. on NBCSN, which will move to NBC at 11 a.m., and The Race at Noon on NBC, followed by a post-race show on NBCSN at 4 p.m. The NASCAR NBC podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, you can send me feedback on Twitter, at Nate Ryan is my handle. Thanks again for listening to the NASCAR NBC podcast.